You find yourself in a realm of endless possibilities. You step forth into the genesis of a world where the only limit is your imagination. A dimension where you can travel to planets in the furthest reaches of space or cast yourself into a sea of dreams. If you stop and listen carefully, you may find yourself in the Hidden Palace Zone. afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze, and this is a special Halloween spooky Hidden Palace episode. Yeah, I know it's not Halloween anymore, but um, technical issues uh, yesterday kind of spoiled the experience a bit. Um, thank you to Green Viper for helping us out with that, um, and reshuffling today's schedule to fit me in. Um... Yeah, it was very annoying, um, but thanks to uh, Grateful, my husband, for doing that really awesome intro that you just heard. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, and people can hear me! Woo! I'm so happy. Right. <laughs> Everything's working. Oh my god. For the first time in like two weeks. So, I hope you're ready for this spooky episode. Um, I'm going to have a look at some horror spooky type games that came out on Sega consoles. Uh, the ones I'm going to be looking at today were all developed by Warp, uh, also known as Warp Games. Um, a company that had Kenji Ino as their president, through which they developed a number of what they refer to as interactive cinema games, which all featured their own digital leading lady who was known as Laura. Uh, this started off with a game on the Saturn, which is D. Yeah, just the letter, D. Um, and it was released in 1995. This game sees you play as Laura Harris, who is contacted by the Los Angeles Police Department to inform her that the fa her father, Dr. Richter Harris, has gone on a murder spree and is now held up inside a hospital on this in the city. Upon hearing this, she rushes to the hospital, searching for answers. Entering the hospital, Laura is suddenly transported to a castle of medieval construction. Somehow undeterred by this peculiar development, she continues her search and encounters various horrifying events as she delves deeper and deeper into the castle, trying to discover what in the hell is actually going on. Um, I couldn't find any music for this particular game. Which, not too surprising considering it's just the letter D. So that made things a bit hard. But instead um, I've got a couple of kind of spooky related games-ish. One of them it's a bit... Well, it has a witch. It stars a witch. Um, so we've got um, Bayonetta, Beloved Second Sphere. And then after that, we've got from Bad Omen or Devilish, depending on which region you're in, we've got uh, Stage 1 Graveyard. So enjoy this musical break, and I'll be back after the break to talk a bit more about uh, D and the other games from Warp.
And we are back. And that was Bad Omen, or Devilish, depending on which region you're in. Uh, stage 1, Graveyard. And before that we had from Bayonetta, Beloved Second Sphere. Um, I really love the, the music from Bad Omen, Devilish. It's a, it's, it's a great soundtrack. Uh, the Discord chat is trying to be a bit spooky. We've got a... Uh, something with plenty of... Trico memes? Tricomes? I don't know how you pronounce that, actually. I've seen it written down a couple of times, but I don't actually know how you say it. Uh, but they, they posted a gif which was like, um... If you crossed uh, Sonic with Five Nights at Freddy's, it's, it's moderately horrifying. So, well done for getting into the spooky spirit of things. <laughs> And uh, Veritex are very deads as they are at the moment, um, saying Devilish is a fun Arkanoid slash pinball mix. It is. Uh, it's a very good, um, very good game actually. I've I've played it briefly um, on emulation. Should play it again at some point. I should get an actual physical copy of it someday. Anyway, back to what I'm supposed to be talking about. As you play D, you'll have puzzles to complete and various flashbacks, which will reveal more of the story. But beware, you will not have all day to think about it, as the game only gives you two real-time hours in which to complete the game, and you cannot pause or save. This is going with the whole uh, interactive cinema idea, because, you know, your average film is about two hours long, and you can't... If you're going into a cinema, you can't really pause it either, so I think that was the idea they were going for there. Still, annoying if you, like, need to go to the loo, or if you're hungry, um, or if your mother disconnects your console. Yes, that has happened to me once. I'm bitter. Now, uh, depending on your actions in D, you'll have a number of endings which will give you more reason to play it and replay it. Uh, now here's one particularly interesting fact. And from here I get into um, Kenji Ino was a baller. This is only the first of these. Kenji Ino was a bit concerned about the sort of content that D con uh, contained and he was worried it was going to get blocked by the censors. So he finished the game and submitted a clean version that excluded a lot of the content that he was concerned about. Um, particularly things like violence and blood and I think there were some religious references in there as well that he was concerned about uh, because the 90s were a strange time. And then he delayed submitting the final product to the point that it meant he had to hand deliver the completed game to the manufacturers in the USA. So while he was on the plane over he swapped out the safe, clean version with the originally intended game, which included all of the content that the censors were likely to object to. Which allowed him to bypass the censors. This turned out to be a quite a clever move on his part, as the game was a massive success. But... Wow! Wow! Also, that is not the most, like, incredible thing this guy did. Uh, I will tell you more later, but there is something he did which surpassed even that. Um, because this guy, man, this, this guy. Um, Veritex is saying, uh, that he has a physical copy of, uh, Bad Omen slash Devilish, and it's not that expensive, uh, at least it wasn't as of a few years ago. Um, I would pick up a copy of it if I'd actually seen a physical copy of it uh, in this country. I have not yet. Um, if I do, I will probably pick one up. Right, let's have another music break. Uh, we've got uh, two um, requests. Uh, one of them is from Electric Boogaloo, who is apparently on family business at the moment, so is not listening in. Uh, but when I finally get around to putting up the podcast, uh, I hope he appreciates this. So, from Altered Beast, the PS2 version, which is apparently um, either published or developed or something to do with Warp, uh, we have Were Tiger, which is requested by Nicholas Haman. And then from Real Sound, Kaze No Regret, 
a new nostalgia, uh, which was requested by Electric Boogaloo. Um, the a new nostalgia song takes a long while to get going, so please be patient. It's very very quiet at the beginning, so be aware of that. And I hope you enjoy this. And I'll be back after the music break to discuss uh, Warp's next game, which is Enemy Zero. Enjoy.
morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. This is Nicolas Aman, the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist. And you're listening to... The Hidden Palace. that was Real Sound Kaze No Regret, A New Nostalgia, a track that was requested by Electric Boogaloo, 
And before that, we had from Altered Beast on the PS2, Wear Tiger, which was requested by Nicholas Haman. Now, next up, I'm going to talk a bit about Enemy Zero, which is another warp game title which came out on the Saturn in 1996 in Japan and in the EU and in the US in 1997. This game sees you playing as another Laura, this time called Laura Lewis, as she wakes up from cryostasis on an AKI or Aki spaceship. She hears call it, uh, someone calling for help on the same deck as her and finds fellow crewmate Parker. She then watches helplessly as Parker is mutilated by an unseen enemy. What is this enemy? Well, you don't actually see it because the creature is invisible. Sort of like the Predator. I guess. Although you do see the Predator on a go. Your only means of detecting it is your sense of hearing, which makes for a tense experience as you creep around the spaceship in first person with transition scenes and cutscenes shown in FMV. While you're starting out completely defenseless, uh, eventually you'll be able to defend yourself using various guns, which need to be charged before you can fire. But if you charge it for too long, the charge will dissipate, meaning you have to charge it again. You also have to find a recharge point when the gun runs out of energy. Now then, let's have another story about Kenji Ino being a baller. And regarding this game in particular. The previous game I talked about, D, was brought out not only for the Saturn, but also for the original PlayStation. The problem was that the original deal uh, included 100,000 games uh, to be produced for the PlayStation and they advised that they'd only made 40,000. This gets worse as it turns out that this was actually a lie and only 28,000 were made. This made Kenji Ino quite upset with Sony. So, when Ino was unveiling the game at the 1996 PlayStation Expo in Tokyo, he decided he was going to make a bit of a statement. The preview of Enemy Zero was shown, with an ending with the PlayStation logo. This logo then morphed into the Sega Saturn, Sega Saturn logo instead, and it was indicated that this game would be a Saturn exclusive. So, to sum up, at the Sony PlayStation event, Eno publicly defected from Sony to Sega. That, that's a fairly epic, uh, like, you know, I don't really know how to say this without, while we're remaining peachy. It's, it's kind of a bit of a mic drop, isn't it, you know? Wow! <laughs> this guy! <laughs> this guy! I, I really can't get over this. I mean, talk about rubbing it in Sony's face. Holy cow! I, I want to kind of take my hat off to him. But unfortunately he did die a few years ago, which is very, very sad. Oh! A wild electric bullaloo appears! I thought you weren't going to be here! And no one's saying, I like this man. Yes, yes, he was pretty epic. I would like to buy him a beer. Um, I have to buy him a beer in the afterlife, but hey-ho. Sure, that's doable. Anyway, uh, from Enemy Zero, we have the title track, Enemy Zero. And then after that, from Alien Isolation, we've got Escape from the Habitation Decks. Because Enemy Zero reminded me a bit of uh, Alien Isolation. So I hope you enjoy those. And I'll be back after this music break. Thank you. 
back and that was alien isolation escape from the habitation decks and before that we had the title theme from enemy zero which is just called enemy zero um yeah alien isolation is a very scary game i've not actually played it myself i've just watched uh, other people play it and wow that is some scary stuff man it's a really good game it's really well put together but i couldn't play it because my anxiety would be like whoa nope lol you shall not be doing this without passing out. Thanks, Anxiety. <laughs> Finally, we come to the last of the horror games Warp and Kenji Ino made for Sega. This was called D2. Uh, this game was originally set to come out on Panasonic's sequel to the 3D... <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Like Panasonic was ever going to have a sequel to the 3D, oh dearie me. Uh, but yeah, there were there were plans for uh, another console from Panasonic called the M2. For obvious reasons, that never happened. I mean, the 3DO was not quite as much of a disaster as like the CDI, but it still wasn't great. So unfortunately for Panasonic, that console was never made. But thankfully for the Dreamcast, this meant that it got another game for its library. Electric Boogaloo is saying, well, D was a 3DO game originally, yeah, but, like, who bought it for the 3DO? Come on. Like, three people. Uh, oh, hello, Nova Wolfen. He's apparently halfway through playing Ace Alien Isolation. Uh, he should finish it. Yeah, but you keep getting distracted by playing all those games for um, Human Game Collective. Uh, Electric Boogaloo is saying, many of Warp's earlier games were on the 3DO. Yeah, but so was a lot of things, and yeah, about five people ever bought them. I actually lived with a guy who had a 3DO. Um, I, can't, I, can't, I did play a couple of games on it, but I honestly can't remember what they were. Anyway. Let's move on. Um, so D2 was released in 1999. I'm going to loop my talk bed. 
uh, and in 2000, uh, 1999 Japan and 2000 in the US. And this time you play as Laura Parton. Uh, we see her about to sleep while on a plane trip, with uh, only indication of when this game is set by what is showing on Laura's laptop, which tells us it is the 25th of December, the year 2000. The peaceful flight is then interrupted by a small group of terrorists who appear to be part of some sort of cult babbling on about the coming of the Great Destroyer. That just makes me think of Ghostbusters, but maybe that's just me. Matters seem to get even worse when a meteor then strikes the plane, causing it to crash somewhere in the Canadian wilderness. What are the odds of that? Your plane gets hijacked by terrorists and then struck by a meteorite. I mean, it, astronomical doesn't even cause, like seem to describe it. Laura then awakes after a series of terrible dreams to find herself in a cabin with a fellow survivor called Kimberly, who apparently found her only two days ago. However, as Kimberly explains, the plane crash itself happened ten days ago, meaning there is an inexplicable eight-day gap where Laura had managed to, vi to survive in the snowy Canadian wilderness before Kimberly found her. Hmm. After another run-in with one of the surviving cultists, who somehow transforms into some sort of plant monster, you know, as you do, Laura also sets out to look for help and other survivors. Uh, Electrobull is saying it should be mentioned that D2 has nothing to do story-wise with D. No, it does not. There is no connection apart from the name and the fact that the starring character is called Laura and based on the same actress. And Doan's saying literally astronomical if it's a meteorite. Yes, very good. Uh, Laura was meant to be positioned as a digital actress who plays different roles in each game, looks just like in movies. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. It's one that, uh, one that I, I heard of that sort of time period. Um, various people were kind of like trying to talk up this idea of um, digital actors. But then you run into the whole like um, appearance fees and rights to use somebody's appearance because a lot of them were based on real people. So it was an idea that kind of like hit a wall fairly quickly. Um, maybe someday it'll be. I mean, there's a whole thing about like virtual reality ghosts that's coming up now, and whether or not it's right to use somebody somebody's appearance who's dead. Uh, things like in the Star Wars movies, them using um, Peter Cushing's appearance uh, and whether or not that's suitable, but it's it's a bit of a thorny subject. Anyway, let's have some more music then. So from D2 we have Disprove 1, and then because I fancied a bit of Castlevania, we've got uh, a Castlevania OC remix. Uh, this one is from Gario. And this is Castlevania Bloodlines Satanic Spire. So enjoy those, and I will speak to you after the break when I'm going to talk a bit about D2's gameplay. Thank you. 
Hi, I need fruit here from Club Sega, and you're listening to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Please invite me back to the palace. Let me in. Let me in. from our friends over at OC Remix with Castlevania Bloodlines Satanic Spire and before that we had from D2 Disprove 1 I'm quite fond of uh, that remix Castlevania Bloodlines gets a bit over overlooked as a Castlevania game but it's actually quite decent I mean it's not Symphony of the Night but it's still a pretty good game
Uh, I'm not sure why Egyptian corn has been posted when I've got another segment to go, but hey ho. <laughs> uh, that's uh, grateful for my husband who's uh, currently doing the um, social media for Donata tonight, and he's a little bit too eager. <laughs> Oh well. Uh, so let's talk about D uh, the gameplay of D2. And that sees you exploring the wilderness in the third person, while interior locations are explored in the first person. When exploring, you can randomly encounter more of those kind of human plant hybrid monsters. And to fight them, you're equipped with a submachine gun with unlimited ammo. You know, that you casually have hanging around, I guess. Maybe picked it up in the wilderness somewhere. Uh, you'll need to reload after each clip is spent, which gives the monsters time to advance on you. So you can't just spray for all of infinite all of time. You have to actually like empty a clip and then reload. But apparently, you have infinite clips. Maybe you've got Guybrush's Guybrush Threepwood's uh, infinite trousers. After each fight, you'll gain experience, which will let you level up Laura's health and her skills, which increases your effectiveness in future fights. To survive in the frozen wilderness, you'll also need to hunt for food, so you can have a hunting rifle which you can use to hunt local wildlife to collect meat, which you can cook and eat to restore your health. So a bit like a kind of, um, one of the, those kind of crafting survival games that are quite popular at the moment, a bit of a predecessor to one of those. One final interesting fight for this game, uh, while the plot for the original D2 made for the failed Panasonic M2 was shelved, if you purchased the Dreamcast re-release of Real Sound Kaze No Regret, which I mentioned earlier with the uh, song that Electric Boogaloo requested, a save file can be put onto your Dreamcast VMU, that was Visual Memory Unit for those who are not familiar. I imagine most of you are though. And this will unlock a secret movie in D2. Uh, this movie is the preview of the original M2 version of D2. Sadly, this secret is not available in the North American version, but can still be briefly seen as an in-flight movie during the game's initial opening sequence. Uh, one other thing I'm going to mention about uh, Warp. Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, Kenji you know, died uh, with his final game not finished. And Electric Boogaloo is telling me about this earlier today. Um, he, want, uh, he wanted to finish a game called, uh, I think it was, uh, how do you pronounce that? Kakezun? Kake, Kakexun? I'm not sure. Um, and uh, what remained of his studio posted it on Indiegogo. Unfortunately, it didn't meet its total uh, some reports say that they only made uh, $5,000 out of the 100000 that they actually wanted for the Indiegogo campaign to create the beta. And that's pretty sad to me. I mean... It was his final project and he never got to finish it. And his studio tried to finish it for him and didn't have the opportunity. That's pretty sad. Anyway, let's have some more music, and then we'll and then and then we'll be into Egyptian Corner. So from Shining Force Crossraid, we've got Ghost, and then from Soul Reverse, we've got Only a Dead Enemy, right? So enjoy those, and I'll be back after the break for Egyptian Corner.
You're listening to The Hidden Palace with the wonderful Skyblaze only on Radio Sega. Well, I guess if you're here, it's not that well hidden, is it? Soul, Re- Soul Reverse, I can say words. Only a Dead Enemy, right? And before that we had a Shining Force Crossraid, Ghost. Uh, they're both really great tracks. Um, Soul Reverse is a, a soundtrack that does not get enough attention. Yes, thank you, Greyfor. I am going to overrun a bit. Fine. <sighs> okay. So, Chimchin Corner. Oh, uh, where was I? Right, so Theremin Hero, aka Greg Stewart, is a performer who, as per his name, often features a theremin in his performances. If you do not know what a theremin is, I suggest you look it up, they are pretty cool. He also uses a laser harp, which is exactly as cool as it sounds, as well as a device he calls a Game Boy Keytar, which involves two Game, Boy, two Game Boys and two Guitar Hero necks held together with an Arduino and a 3D printed body. Okay then. Similarly, he also uses a NES guitar, which is actually a functional NES, which also can act as a musical instrument. I got nothing. It's completely mad, and I love it. Um, I'll play one of his tracks here. It's a Winter Garden cover of a track called Star Machine 2000. But for the full effect, I suggest finding his performances on YouTube. I will link a video in the Discord chat for you to have a look at. Because it is completely mad and you should really see this in order to fully understand. There we go. So here is the Winter Garden cover. Star Machine 2000. Enjoy that. Let me know what you think, and I'll be back after this to close off the show. Enjoy.
are back, and that was Theremin Hero doing a cover of uh, Winter Garden, uh, Star Machine 2000. Uh, yeah, I strongly encourage everyone to check out his YouTube channel because his live performances are something to see. But thank you everybody for tuning in today for this delayed Halloween spooky special. Uh, I'll be back hopefully at my usual time next week on a Saturday uh, with my postponed episode about uh, Sonic 06 and what went wrong there. If you have any ideas on a topic you would like for me to cover, you can reach me through the Discord, where you can uh, find me on the Radio Sega Discord. I'm usually Skyblaze42, um, at the moment I'm Blazing Pumpkin, I'll probably change it again soon, since spooky season is over. You can also reach me on Twitter, where I am at Blazing Skies, or you can reach me through the Radio Sega Twitter or Facebook pages. Stay tuned for Rexy's Sega Mixer Drive, which is slightly delayed because I am a terrible person. Um, I've been Skyblaze, and this has been the Delayed Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. We've got one last track to go out on, and I've decided to leave you with a track that has nothing to do with Sega, but did manage to thoroughly creep out my old tabletop role-playing group. You know who you are. Keep the candles burning in your pumpkins, even though it's now November, and have a spooky night. Take care, everybody. Enjoy this last track. Bye. Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.